Because Christ lives, we too shall live forever through faith in him. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is a portion of our Old Testament reading for this past Sunday, which was Easter Sunday. And our Old Testament reading, it was from Jonah chapter 2. We're looking at verses 2 to 3 and 6, where Jonah is saying, In my distress I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the depths of the grave I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the seas, and the current swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath me barred me in forever, but you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. My dear friends in Christ, Whenever we hear about the Old Testament prophet Jonah, if, for example, you've been to vacation Bible school or to Sunday school and you've heard this story, you maybe think of it as if it was a kid's story. And maybe when you think about the story, you think of Jonah and the whale. And now there are, of course, two fallacies in what I just said to you, and one is, even though this is a story that is definitely beneficial for children, young children, it's also a factual historical account, something that really happened, something that can really benefit Christians of all ages. And of course, the other fallacy is that we don't know the kind of fish that swallowed Jonah. The Bible doesn't tell us the kind of fish, and we may wonder, was it a whale? Was it a large shark? Was it some other fish that God used, a special fish maybe even that God just had available for this certain circumstance? Well, we don't know that. All we know is that God didn't reveal it to us and therefore it's not really important for us to know the kind of fish that swallowed Jonah. But see now, that's not the point of this, of this account. The point of this story is to give us Easter good news from the belly of a fish. Easter good news from a fish's belly. And good news, that's something that's what we always need as we live in this sin-filled world. Jonah was a prophet who served the northern kingdom of Israel in the years before the Lord, because of Israel's idolatry and rebellion against God, before God allowed the Assyrian armies to come in and to basically destroy the northern kingdom, scatter the people so that they're often referred to as the lost tribes of Israel. The southern kingdom of Judah, of course, faced similar consequences because of their rebellion against God, because of their idolatry. Years after this, the Lord allowed the Babylonian army to come in and to well, destroy Jerusalem and the temple and carry off many of the people in a 70-year captivity. But because God was gracious, because God is gracious, and because God is always faithful to his promises, 
What happened, of course, is that God did allow a remnant of the people, a small portion of the people, to go back to Palestine to, well, rebuild the temple and, more importantly, so that the Savior could end up being born there as one of their descendants. But now, before all of that happened, before the Assyrian destruction of the north and, and the Babylonian captivity in the south, before all that happened, here we're at a time when the northern kingdom was perhaps a bit stronger. And the Assyrian Empire, it was a threat, but it wasn't as big a threat to Israel as it ended up being a little bit later on. But under these circumstances, the Lord said to Jonah, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. When Jonah heard that command from the Lord, he really didn't want to do it. He just wanted God to send his judgment on the northern kingdom of, of Assyria. He just wanted God to send his judgment so that, that wicked kingdom wouldn't be there north of them anymore. And now it's kind of sad when you think about it here that Jonah, a prophet of the Lord, it's kind of sad that he didn't look at the people of Nineveh and of Assyria and see them as a huge mission field in which they could have shared the gospels, shared the message of the promises of God. It's sad that he didn't notice that, that there were people who needed to be called to repentance. And now, if you think about this, we're often like, maybe like Jonah, maybe like the Ninevites. We're like Jonah because there maybe would be people in this world that we wouldn't be exactly thrilled to share the gospel with. Maybe just an example. Do you want to share the gospel with Putin? He needs it. He needs it like the people of Nineveh needed it. And we're also a lot like the people of Nineveh because they were plagued by their wickedness. They needed to be called to repentance so that they could confess their sin and look to, Jesus, look to the promises of God for forgiveness. And well, we need the scripture encouragement to us to confess our sins, to repent of our sins and to look to the promises of God, look to Jesus, for forgiveness as well. Well, God called Jonah to do that, and then the next part of our story is, well, part that's always so well known. When Jonah was told to go to Nineveh, he tried to run away from God, or maybe it'd be better to just say to sail away from God. But God wanted to reach Jonah and the Ninevites. And so what happened is that God sent this severe storm that hit the boat where Jonah was traveling. And because Jonah recognized that God was sending the storm because he was trying to run away from God, well, what happened is that, that, what happened is that, well, Jonah told the people on the boat, the sailors on the boat, hey, God's, sending this to send me a message. 
you need to just toss me overboard. And, well, reluctantly, they did toss him overboard. The, calm, the storm calmed. But when Jonah was thrown overboard, he was swallowed by that big fish. He was swallowed by that big fish. And in that belly of that fish, well, Jonah was preserved. Why? Because God wanted to reach Jonah. God wanted to reach the people of Nineveh as well. God was working a change of heart on, on Jonah. And again, he wanted to preach to the Ninevites, wanted Jonah to preach to the Ninevites so that the Holy Spirit could work on them as well. Jonah prayed in the belly of that fish, though. In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the seas, and the current swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. Look at the great blessings that God worked here in this instance. Jonah was running away or sailing away from God. But through this trouble, what happened is that the Lord brought Jonah back. Jonah desperately needed this. He needed a change of heart. And, well, the Ninevites, they ended up being preached to by Jonah. God was saying to Jonah, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will honor me. And God did deliver Jonah from the belly of that big fish. Sometimes, maybe often, what God does is he may allow troubles into our lives because he wants us to look to him and to stop running away from him. Maybe he's just trying to say, hey, you're not as close to me as you really need to be in your life. So when troubles come, what I personally need to do is I'll want to search my life and see if God is trying to reach me because I'm being like Jonah, trying to run away from God. But the fact also remains is that maybe I'm not trying to run away from God. Maybe when troubles come, you're not trying to run away from God. But God is using those things to try to bring us closer to him. If, oh, if COVID or any of life's problems or troubles get people to look to God just a little bit more, well, you know, I'm going to thank God for that blessing. If God does anything that brings us a little bit closer to him, brings anybody a little bit closer to him, we'll say thank you to God. We'll say thank you to God. Oh, you know, there are reports that say that churches had been I believe they still are reaching more people today through online and other YouTube sources like that than, oh, in the past, maybe we were able to reach and get people into the pews. And, well, if we're reaching more people, we'll want to say thank you, God. Online worship and devotions, they can be good, 
But the fact of the matter is, is that God does want his people to gather together so that we can encourage one another. You can't really do that online, of course. Our Easter services this year is kind of amazing because we had more people here than we've had here for a while, except for funerals. But we had more people here today, and boy, that was exciting, and it was encouraging. It was beneficial for all of us. And if troubles would somehow or other help to get us together, well, what a blessing that would be. Well, we're going to hear more about Jonah tomorrow, but today we've heard how, well, this Easter good news that came from a fish's belly. Jonah had a problem, and what God did is God answered him. And isn't it great to know that, well, in our lives we also have a problem, and that problem is sin. God knows we're struggling when we're struggling. And what God did is God sent an answer by sending us Jesus to be our Savior. He's the perfect answer. He lived and died for us and paid for all of our sins. And his resurrection, what that does is it proves to us that our sins are paid for. Our real problem is solved. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, help us always to see how you work through all things in our lives for our eternal good. You use our trials, troubles, and problems to draw us always closer to you. Help us always to trust your promise to call upon you in the day of trouble because you will deliver us. And ultimately, you did that in Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus, who went to the cross to deliver us from Satan, sin, death, and hell. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.